See, this is another thing that in the modern age we've come to confuse. We've come to confuse intent. We don't know intent and action, mm -hmm. right? To say that action is always followed by intent. Yeah. You see, an artist like Sam Smith, Sam Smith, there was also this, what's this dude? Um, uh, the one who also did a song, um, Dancing on Satan's Lap. Um, oh, little Lil Nas. Yes, yes. And made a shoe with blood in it. Even in the marketing, the intention is very clear and explicit. Mm -hmm. They show you that this is what I intended to do, mm -hmm. right? Sam Smith did what he did with intention. Yeah, he intended to do that. Mm -hmm. So, and and these are the these these are the things that I'm basically trying to sort of highlight in the conversation to say. I don't, and I really have to state this, I'm not saying this in defense of any artist, mm -hmm. but I am saying it in defense of people who are just regular people. Yeah. Right? Who A person who doesn't have the time to, re to go in. In fact, I mean, okay, but let me not get into that because it's a whole different conversation. Uh, a person who doesn't have the time to research every single piece of, you know, another thing I'm thinking of is this. There's, mm. th there's, this probably didn't happen once, but there is an artist who's once accused Beyonce, I think, I can't remember if it was T-Pain or who, of claiming that a song they wrote belonged belong she wrote it okay yeah and that was a huge thing the interviews done and all of that considers the fact that beyonce is someone who has authority over her work mm -hmm. why didn't she change the lyrics okay like you understand what i'm saying like mm. it, it's so embarrassing to have to deal with the press of someone who is a reputable artist mm -hmm. who went out, wrote a song, gave you the song, and then you claim you wrote the song. Mm -hmm. Now they have to go out and, and say, no, 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 you actually... It's not like it's, it was an unknown subtle, artist. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is, I, 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 I do agree. Yes, definitely. Obviously, artists of all calibers, if you're employing people, you have responsibility and mm -hmm. you have authority. But what I'm trying to say, point out is the fact that if if I'm receiving lyrics and if lyrics are being written for me, if I'm being choreographed and considering the fact that Beyonce is not just or an artist of her caliber, not just her, mm -hmm. is not just focused on the song, on the choreography, is not just focused on this woman is now producing films, mm -hmm. right? Her music is now turning into films, thinking of the time when the, the thing is going to be performed. Mm -hmm. If I'm if that's what my production looks like. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the point. The only point I'm making, right, is that going and looking at the symbolic meaning of everything I say and everything I do, mm -hmm. to an extent, can be looked at. You can look at it as ridiculous. But, and this is also now, might, someone might be saying, okay, okay let's boycott the writers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's find those people and boycott them, which actually proves my point of this is a very nuanced conversation. Mm. It's a very complicated and nuanced conversation. Mm. Um, and that's actually the main point that I'm getting at that it's not cut and dry it's not you. always cut and dry I see. yeah it's definitely not always cut and dry and for me personally i believe a lot in principle over just you know making making a, a, a legal being legalistic about it or making a blanket statement okay. that you just have to flush out everything secular mm -hmm. yeah um like for example if if do you would you go to um a secular um, uh, talk an inspi inspiring conversation probably not would you go to a motivational talk a secular one Here, here's actually a better here's here's a okay. better a better approach would you go and listen to a a a 
By secular, I mean that this person is, you're not going to have a conversation about salvation. Mm -hmm. But this person is good at solving business problems. I don't know. Because that's not my personality. I get you. That's the thing. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's not my personality necessarily. I think for me, okay, I think let me just also like flesh out what my perspective is. Mm -hmm. I think that... Okay, by saying that I don't listen to secular music, mm -hmm. I don't want to say that I only listen to worship music yeah. because I feel like that's a distinction as well. I think there's really good Christian music about every topic, you know, mm -hmm. love, breakups, nene, I think we're in a place now where there's actually, there's, there's a good amount of everything. Mm. In the Christian space, if you want hip hop, mm. you can listen. You know, I I I say that because mm. the problem with Christian, actually, that's a topic. Continue. Uh, that's actually something I wanted us to get into in a short okay, while. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, obviously, I love music, so mm. I wasn't just gonna stick with my three Hillsong songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did go and you know have a good look, and I found really cool artists. You have Christian lo-fi. You have Christian hip hop. You have Christian R&B. You have Christian this and this and this and this. And I think um, I, I appreciate people talking about topics that we go through in everyday life that I can just vibe to. But has, you know, a, a good solid sense of this is not nonsense that's outside of the Bible. Do you understand? You know, um, so I do think there's a place for these kind of things. And I also do recognize that there are probably artists who sing songs that aren't terrible to listen to. I don't want to not acknowledge that. I think where a lot of people are coming from is I don't think a lot of us are that aware and cognizant and that um, critical in what we're absorbing for us to say it's just fine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where my stance is. And I say that because a lot of the time, a good example is, there's actually a TikToker who, he's also like a random dude. <laughs> Don't think he's Christian at all. He just makes videos of like, listening to songs that we listened to a while back, like three, yeah. four, five years ago. And then yeah. listening to the songs and being like, oh, that's what the, he'll just be oh, listening to the lyrics, the lyrics and he'll be like, said. is that okay. what they're saying? Okay. But the fact that everyone can relate to that, I think speaks to not a problem, but what music was designed for. It was for relaxing, you know. You're not supposed to be thinking like Kalita and having an intellectual conversation yeah. about the beats that Justin Bieber is singing over, right? Yeah. But um, because of that, I think a lot of the rhetoric and maybe the things that they are talking about in culture mm -hmm. may not necessarily look bad at the surface. Or maybe you don't even pick it up. And I think that's where a lot of us on this side of the conversation have our reservations is you're just listening and vibing and letting it play in your head and listening and absorbing all of this stuff. And a lot of the ideas that you may have are now shaped by what the world has shaped you instead of us getting our understanding about certain things and cultural things from Christian perspectives. I hope that made sense. It does. So mm. I think that's where I stand on the, the I guess the spectrum. I'd hate that word. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, that's where I stand. Like, I, I, I think the question that we should be asking ourselves, whether maybe the question is not whether we're listening to secular music or not at all, but am I aware enough and am I disciplined and mature enough 
to be able to throw the things out that need to be thrown out when I come to that part? Am I going to be disciplined enough to actually look at what I'm listening to, mm-hmm. understand what the lyrics are saying and what they're trying to say and being able to decipher whether this is something that I'm letting just speak over and over and over in my head mm. or not? Mm, it's a very interesting point that you've you've brought up there. Um, you know, when when I, the kind of revelation that I received from God. So like mm. I've said, I've gone through a multiple of these waves. Mm. Um, and I've, you know, you always have these groups of friends who you'll look at each other and be like, why are you listening to secular? Everyone will be like, secular, secular. And then you see guys slowly go back. <laughs> <laughs> Finding their way. <laughs> Finding their way back. Um this is it's, it's, these are I'm just sharing my thoughts here, mm. right? And I'm throwing the this into into the conversation because being in the Christian community, for us, it's very easy to just say things as this is how it is and that that's how it is, mm. and not acknowledge the nuances, yeah, and not acknowledge that this is a very complicated topic that we're talking about, but we're treating it as though it's we just have to say no and mm-hmm. it's done, right? Like. Uh, my my in my walk with God, what I've personally found to what I've found to receive from God is more the approach of principle, like I've mentioned, mm. and also another thing you when you were talking about discipline, right? Mm. So there's the discipline of knowing what to cut out, and then there's the discipline of knowing how how much you expose yourself to something, right? Explain. So what I mean is. There is the so you you're you are talking about the discipline of this are uh, you you heard this artist sucks this artist is talking nonsense throw throw everything out mm-hmm. then there's also so for example what I'm saying is this so especially when you're talking about um the ideas of the world dictating how you live or being influenced by them mm. there's a there's an extent to which human beings the more you are exposed to something in terms of the amount of time you spend in a in thing it, yeah so are you in other words what i'm saying is this um there's a there's actually something that they use in business where they call what is your eq ratio so okay. you know no what is your ee ratio okay. what is your education versus entertainment ratio Okay. So have entertainment, but mm. how much of it? What's the ratio? Mm. And how much time are you spending in each? Sure. Because that's what's going to uh, produce whatever it produces in you. Sure. So if you are... And these things tend to naturally sort of take shape within people. Mm. Personally, this is what I would teach people. More than I would go and tell a person, don't do this, don't do that. Oh, I could literally share a story, but we probably won't have the time for me to get into this. Like... If you are, for example, really dedicating a lot of your time in in Christ, you're studying the Word, you're pursuing um 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 kingdom centered conversation yeah. with your brethren. That's the life you live. The things that you shouldn't be listening to, or I would suppose, including the discipline, sort of naturally come in. Mm-hmm. Like you naturally don't want to be in those places. In those pla- in, those, pla- in yeah. those places, right? Especially the majority of the stuff. Yeah. Right? The minority that makes it in 
will will sort of like not have as much of an impact on you because the thing that influences your life majority the thing when you sit down and what what populates your thoughts it's mm. scripture scriptures you're meditating on the current book that you're studying the conversation that you'll be having with your friends later about scripture that mm-hmm. dominates your life so much mm. that you have very little time for this that's really really a good point mm, and mm. i think the i like the way I just break... Okay, obviously, you we live life in our own lenses. Yes, yes. And I'm just thinking about how much time I spent listening to music. Even though I was a Christian. Yeah. I was kingdom-centered. But I think that's, um, that's such a brilliant point that you brought up is evaluating what are the ratios. Ratios, exactly. What are the ratios of... What am I consuming constantly? Because... Mm. Um, those are things that I think we don't want to be willing to have that conversation. And I think why this conversation keeps coming up is I think people are just concerned. They're Mm. seeing people who are struggling to live as a Christian. They're struggling to get maybe their baby Christians. They're struggling to walk and get up to this. And you're listening to so much nonsense Mm. it's confusing Mm. we can't just say that no it's just music and you're not going to be affected by it but it gets confusing you have so many opposing ideas when you're looking at the world and the bible and the world and the bible Bible, that um i think that's why people are pushing back on it so hard Mm. so again i think echoing what you said earlier we understand the heart of people who are pushing things back and i actually to agree with your point um I, I don't tell people not to listen to secular music. Mm. I think that's your own journey with God. But I think there's also wisdom to be had mm. about the situation. And that's why we're having this conversation. Exactly. And yeah. so um, when I go to church, I go with one of my friends. She's from Pretoria, mm-hmm. but she's a student. Mm-hmm. So naturally, she's a student. I'm driving. <laughs> I'm taking her everywhere. So yeah. we go to church together and we come back. And I only listen to Christian music. And sometimes she'll bring like friends on to come to go church with us, you know. And like I'll be playing this vibey Christian music. And I remember this one di- this one time this guy in the back was just like, This is Christian. Mm. Like, are you serious? No, please send the link. That's like an evangelism kind of tool, if we think about it. But we'll pause that there. Yeah. Um, I never told her to get rid of her secular music. I never did. But it was really funny that over time she just got rid of it. She just started to, again, just confirming what she said. You just get over those things. It's not part of your personality. It's not part of what, it's not in your appetite. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think that's also something that we, we need to be cognizant as Christians is to model the life and let your influence be what people grab onto. And I've just began to realize the power of that, that I never had to go and say, Hey, sweetie, that Mm -hmm. music is demonic, Mm -hmm. babes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you see this interview that she did with this person? And she said she was a witch. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. I never had to go that far because she just watched me living and she watched me living with integrity that I didn't just one day when we're going to church, it's only Christian music. But when I'm picking you randomly up on a Thursday, okay, we're, bla- we're blasting you. nonsense. Mm, mm. And um, I think that's maybe the approach that we need to, I guess, get people out of that 
lifestyle, I, uh, I assume, mm-hmm. is just to be able to live what we say. You yes. understand? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And I think it's also my concern with regards to people that are on in the on the pulpit, right? Because it's what mm. I wanted to mention earlier. It's like when I was talking about my personal revelation with regards to <clears throat> for me, God spoke to me a lot about where where am I spending most of my time? Sure. Because scripture and relationship with, with God will auto-correct you, mm. right? It it'll definitely auto and it doesn't mean that you just because you had that one day and you listened to a bad song with an artist you don't know what they that they're a witch or not because that's another another very important thing that more often than not people don't care about the <laughs> extra life i don't care what you were doing yesterday in fact the here's the the scary thing right mm. christians making christian music are living some of the most ungodly lives so and that's a, wa- a tough one we don't want to have right yeah. that's a conversation that also needs to be had that Definitely. the christians that are making music are living and which which also goes to the point and this is something i battled with because mm. i remember people there was a time when i was listening to a particular artist and people were talking just about how that artist is but the way i connected with god through their music sure you understand what sure. i mean and yeah. now i was like this is a very very complex conversation it is yeah so the, my concern with those who step on the pulpit and then make you know these statements is firstly um, you had a personal revelation mm-hmm. and you spoke about it as being a personal revelation. Mm. But now you're sitting in a place where you have the privilege of taking your personal revelation and turning it into something that everyone now has to carry on their shoulders, mm-hmm. right? Whereas when you and I are just Christians living our lives, I share with you a revelation that I had mm-hmm. and I give you the opportunity to digest it. Mm. You might not be there yet, but I'm trusting in the process of you spending time time with God whatever whatever solution or whatever God leads you into mm. that's what's going to happen now I'm not saying that to say that the people that are on the pulpit saying you know stop doing this or stop doing that are wrong mm. I'm just trying to say that there there is there is a benefit to looking at this holistically right mm. there is a huge benefit from doing that and I think personally you know the the story that I wanted to get into that I I know we don't have the time to to really get into the details is there was a minister who came into during apartheid times where segregation in South Africa was hectic mm. sorry and he was very very intent on not talking about diversity sure. he was very big on that and yet his church was the most diverse sure right he was more focused on speaking about the it's it's like how in when you when you walk into banks they don't spend meetings meetings upon meetings teaching you about counterfeit notes Mm-mm. they no, get you to know the real one so good yeah. that you immediately spot the fake one yeah right which is far more imagine how much counterfeit money is out there mm. <laughs> right from the photocopied mm. to the one made in someone's back door to the one made in professional institutions mm. there is just too much we yeah. don't have the time to cover all of them mm. so instead let's just focus on the authentic one yeah. and then you will easily be able to spot this shouldn't be here yeah the authentic ones don't have this yeah mm. absolutely i think this has been a very fruitful conversation and i think the heart behind all of this discourse is just be wise yeah be wise don't be naive to think that what we listen to doesn't have an effect in our lives mm. and don't be um so so 
I guess, willing or eager rather to um, criticize people for being on their journey. But I also think that, you know, being able to have a discussion like this with your friends, with your family and, um, and just encouraging them to want to live a life that pleases God mm. as we look to the light and look at the real instead of the counterfeit and finding all the details missing in this person and this artist's life will be a lot more fruitful. 